and I meet Snoop's manager and we're hanging and uh, having great conversations. And, uh, and he's like, hey, uh, any chance you want to come down to Inglewood and meet me? So Inglewood, I'm thinking, absolutely, Snoop Dogg. The Green Rush is real. From lawmakers and investment bankers to CEOs and investors, we'll look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannapreneurs from Hollywood to Wall Street. Here to help you navigate the business of cannabis, please welcome Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahoe. Brought to you by KCSA Strategic Communications. I'm Ann Donahoe along with Lewis Goldberg and welcome to another episode of The Green Rush. One note before we start, if you can please rate and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be awesome. Uh, and follow us on Instagram uh, or Twitter with the handle at GreenRushComs. Uh, today we're talking to Adam Levin, CEO of High Times and founder and managing director and CEO of Oriva Capital. That's a heck of a lot of titles. When do I you know. sleep? <laughs> I love it. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. Or, so uh, you, sleeps sleeps when you're dead. Sleeps overrated. <laughs> so yeah. you guys, High Times is is really one of the most recognized brands, the most recognized brand in the cannabis industry. Really transcending beyond the cannabis community to people outside of the community. They know who you are. Can you talk for a moment about how this brand went from this ultra niche underground ish publication from the mid '70s to become the brand, because it's way more than a publication that it is today. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the larger concert promoters in the country today that people don't recognize. So, you know, we do the Cannabis Cups, which are in, in various other events throughout the country and internationally that have become synonymous with high times for many and for the active business we have today. But much more than that, we're a media company and, and really have ambitions to be much more of a holding company, a Berkshire Hathaway of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see a lot of different investments and companies today in the cannabis ecosystem that benefit from our platform. So obviously we have cannabis cup talk. We have our cannabis cups that I just mentioned, and we have hightimes.com and our magazine and our diverse, different other publishing um, uh, initiatives that we that we put out. But really what I view these are, are a platform for the industry as a whole. And you know, this whole ecosystem benefits from it. So we're trying to find other companies and have, you know, as I mentioned, the ambitions to really find uh, efficiencies and find uh, synergistic companies to uh, potentially invest in, and partner with to uh, help uh, grow and take it, take advantage of the uh, High Times brand. So you guys made huge news this summer, not only when you became CEO and you acquired um, High Times and then you tried to or you were in the process of rolling it into a SPAC. Can you talk to us about the the process that you're doing, why you looked at a SPAC, which is a special purchase acquisition um, company, and, and what what's going on with the a- attempt to list on the NASDAQ? So we submitted our S4, or the, the SPAC submitted their S4, which contained our financials uh, three weeks ago. And, you know, the information of the business, and I think due to the complexities of, of the cannabis industry, um, we felt it was imperative and, and NASDAQ was really supportive and reviewed a lot of the risk factors prior to um, us submitting them to the SEC, which is not typical, you know, not tip, kind of atypical process, um, kind of reverse that, you know, most companies go through, but was really supportive and talked to the, you know, NYSE and talked to NASDAQ and the SPAC was currently listed on NASDAQ. So, have been proceeding and, and running parallel paths, but really w- working with uh, 
NASDAQ to, you know, become, you know, the, the, the first company really listed in the cannabis space on the exchange. So you remain confident that this is a matter of time and not an if? Absolutely. We've, you know, we've uh, received preliminary indication and uh, we're excited. I mean, you know, everything in the S4 says NASDAQ, NASDAQ, NASDAQ. <laughs> um, so you operate multiple lines of business and, and everybody knows and you mentioned, you know, we, we everybody knows about the magazine and everybody now after all billions of people who listen to this podcast will clearly understand. Billions. Or billions. seven and my mom. Yes. Well, my mom's going to listen too if I can teach her how to download a <laughs> podcast. Or... My dad listens every every episode. And But well, let's not talk about our parents. So the issue, the question is, we know you you guys make music. We know you guys have an amazing media brand and, and it's an extension. Um, you know, you are legitimately the only truly cross-state national brand in the industry. Talk about the, um, the, the goal on um, – product that is labeled whether it be paraphernalia like papers or or packaging so we're talking licensing right now yes right? Yeah. yeah i think licensing is one approach to it but i think it's really about taking advantage of the brand and like you said um we are the only brand and the most well-known brand in the cannabis space but really the only brand that's not only known across state lines but it is it is known internationally and cannabis today is an international business, and more and more companies are realizing it. Definitely all the Canadian companies are realizing it, the LPs up there, because that's where they're seeing their revenue. But, you know, you take communities and uh, or or locations like Canada, for instance, where cannabis companies aren't, aren't able to um, advertise. And so these LPs aren't able to out advertise their various brands. And... High Times becomes a brand that's well known, and you know Joe and you know Joe Smith on on Main Street America or Main Street Canada, uh, with his A accent, you know knows the brand, <laughs> and it's it's it, it's it's a well known brand that you know has crossed generations. So I think that's the exciting thing about it, and you know we talk about how Ann mentioned licensing, and licensing is definitely one way to take advantage of you know, licensing the brand and finding different categories to license to acquisitions, another one, and really finding different companies that, you know, make sense, um, to either license to, or, or find partnerships or ac acquire, um, where we can, you know, you, you take the high times brand, you take the, the, the benefits that we have with our platforms and our various, um, mediums of, of accessing the consumer. And, uh, it brings a whole new life to, to a lot of these companies. So you, your background is um, technology and technology and yeah, mergers and acquisitions and, you know, I've run a few different investment companies over the years. So how has that played in, in your time now with high times? I mean, it's not, um, you know, like the technologies and, and the, the mergers and acquisition side doesn't automatically cognitively lend itself to, I'm going to work with the single largest cannabis brand, um, you know, in the world. Where's the synergies been? Where's the overlap? So, you know, I've been fortunate to run two of the largest 10 social networks. I think both of them were somewhat like melting ice cubes against Facebook. Um, but, you know, we learned how to monetize that audience and learned how to, you know, I, I went into, you know, Bebo, which was a social network I ran and the team and I, you know, really you know, found geotargeting and, and ways to increase the lift and are, are running into similar challenges now with high times where, you know, we kind of had a business that was, you know, somewhat run by stoners, if you would, for lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, have, uh, have, have, have tried to institutionalize the brand. So 
in doing that, you know, it's first looking at the social media platforms and we've added, you know, we, we've reinvested in, in our, you know, our concert and live event business. And, you know, I think the quality of the events is, is, is definitely stepping up and putting more money into talent. And, you know, we're seeing it in all facets of the business today to start to see the effects. That's a great place for us to take a quick break. We'll be back and talk to Adam about why he moved to LA. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping for essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Banking and bud. Understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Adam Levin from uh, High Times. Well, you're from High Times and you're also the <laughs> founding founder and managing director and CEO of Ariva Capital. Um, and there was also news a couple of months ago um, about the publication itself moving from, you know, the iconic New York uh, playground, basically, to L.A. and California, which is arguably the biggest marijuana market, um, certainly in the United States. So maybe I just answered the question for you. I don't know. You did. Why not <laughs> okay. be in the cannabis epicenter? <laughs> and besides that, I'm from L.A. I live in L.A. And... Uh, you know, wanted to, to see the company close by, but uh, you know, we're we're where the all the action happens now, and I couldn't imagine. You know, we still maintain an office in New York, um, and have a great group of people on on editorial and technology there. But um, you know, sales, marketing, and editorial, and you know, our, our video production team—they're all in LA, and uh, you know, we've uh, we're, we're having fun. You know, doing the bi coastal thing. You excited so I- for January first? January 1st is going to be exciting. I mean, we'll see what happens. And, you know, the adult use is uh, an interesting market and will open up a lot of different, uh, I think. Any special plans for, for high times 
on we're actually yeah so we're just unveiling something now we were just thinking about what we were doing and we've increased our events we did four in 2016 and have done more than 10 this year so we're you know we're we're, we're rearing go i think our events team's a bit tired but we're going to do one more new year's eve event and uh we're actually going to announce it next week would you ever think of opening up uh, a store whether it be a dispensary or just like a branded store where you'd have clothes and, and other things that may not where you're not touching the plant either way so are you reading my emails but um <laughs> <laughs> only the know, ones I, to us we've uh I, I i i'd love to look at uh I'd love to look at those opportunities, and especially, you know, you, you know, in the regula- regulatory environment that exists, where you you mentioned we can't touch the plant. Um, you know, we're not going to touch the plant today. But you look at, you know, a store selling ancillary items and stuff like that. Absolutely, I think we're looking at those opportunities, and you know, I think there's there's a huge opportunity to find a smoke shop today, um, with, you know, uh you know, a common brand that, you know, it's, it's hard to build a brand and take high times and that 43 years of experience and, and building that brand in so many facets that so many people know and love, um, taking that brand to, you know, retail is, is something that, that is definitely appealing and, and has been on the top of my mind since, uh, you know, initially, uh, thinking about this investment. Speaking about building a brand, um, the cannabis consumer is changing, right? There are, uh, the, you know, this, the quote unquote stoners, and I don't say that pejoratively. Um, but there's also this whole new breed of, of women, of younger people, of older people. Uh, how are you catering to, uh, to, to the same old dedicated, um, brand high times, publication lover um and and getting new readers and and fostering new readership with with this new community that now cannabis is is opening up to so i i think that's an awesome question one we think about Thanks. fairly often <laughs> and hey, that don't, how don't don't please don't encourage her right. <laughs> um i don't want to step on her or i wouldn't step on her like you said so uh let's yeah but you know Listen, I think High Times is known for that stoner-esque content, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, listen, I love smoking pot. Um, I consider myself a professional most of the time. But that, <laughs> is that a uh, professional pot smoker? Um, I Some could consider me that, you know. I've, uh, you know, I think there's, and that, there's that whole thing that comes into the industry of, like, the suits versus the OGs, and, you right. know, can, can you hang with them and take dabs with them? You know, and only the, the, the strong survive. But, uh you know, in in coming up with like content and looking at that, we see High Times as much more of a lifestyle brand. And I think a lot of the you know cannabis media and brands are going that way. You know, we had uh, um, you know we had a High Times Connect dinner last night, and it was amazing to see some of the brands out there that have come so far. You know, you think of like Double Barrel and Humboldt, and the guys uh, you know know the guys and gals from that company fairly well, and what they've done you know, is amazing from a brand level. Or, you, you know, we had Candescent last night present at uh, our High Times because, you know, Connect Dinner. And I don't know if you've seen their packaging, but, you know, this is like a real CPG company that just happens to sell cannabis. So we work with a couple companies like that. If you're not familiar with um, Golden Leaf out of Portland and their dispensaries, yep. Chalice Farms, I mean, those are the the retail experience is what you would hope it would be when you walk into a, a dispensary and their packaging is beautiful. I mean, it looks, their candies look like 
anything that you would think that Mars would be making for a really high end candy. It's not schlocky. It's 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 amazing. You know, and to steal a line, I know this is called the gold rush, but, you know, someone said last night, this isn't the gold rush. This, this is a marathon. Yes. And, you know, there's uh, this is going to be a huge industry. And I don't know if you guys saw the time report earlier this week, you know, that, you know, cited much larger statistics than the Pew report did, <laughs> you know, in 20 over 20 billion in 20 in, in 2020 was initially said. But, you know, they're citing much bigger statistics now. Um it, this is uh, going to be a huge industry, much bigger than than alcohol, as as, as all the reports speculate and project. Um, Which is why why Constellation bought into Canopy. Exactly. And it's funny we talked with Bruce Linton, the uh, the CEO of Canopy, uh, a few weeks ago and in a few episodes ago, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. And you know, I think one of the things that Bruce was talking about was the active research and developmental interest that uh, Constellation had into infused cannabis drinks. So uh, it's I, – I don't think anybody can predict where this is going. Um, what I want to know is that you, know, you come out of the, the business financial world. Um, you are not a, a, an historic stoner. I mean you may be mm. one who smoked, but you come from <laughs> – look, you and me both, dude. But the but the issue is I won't um, I won't smoke the bong in the background this call. <laughs> well, we're not on video. You can, so, I mean, but, but the, we don't the, judge. But your 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 investment banking buddies, the guys yep. in New York, the ones in San Francisco, the ones in in you know Chicago, what are they asking you about the space today that you're stunned that they're asking you about? So I think there's the common belief that there's a lack of credibility. Um, in the industry. And, you know, I think that's one of the things, the stereotypes that get associated with it, that, you know, when my friends come to the Cannabis Cup or they came to the High Times Connect Dinner, they were impressed by the CEOs. I mean, you have Harvard MBAs and, you know, you have incredible entrepreneurs who have built ridiculous companies um, that are, are, you know, blossoming and, and flourishing and, and producing, you know, significant, you know, eight-figure, uh, you know, uh, EBITDA numbers today. And and run by people of you know and started by you know founders of all different types. I think you have Mark Zuckerberg's of the industry today, who you know whether it be college dropouts or even high school dropouts. Well, so, I think I'm that's sorry. What's so no step yeah, on. No, 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 I am going to step on you. So it's funny because we we have said the same something very similar um, that this is tech circa 1996, right? And somebody's going to be Google and somebody's going to be Tesla. So who are the, the CEOs that you're meeting that you're going, holy shit, that guy or that woman, I, I want to be them when I grow up. Who's the people that are impressing you most? It's mm, a good question. I mean, you know, Adrian from Candescent's impressive. Um, I think the, you know, the guys from Loud Park Farms, I mean, Adam uh, Bergman from Loud Park Farms. I mean, the kid didn't graduate from high school. Huh. Company's doing, you know, 50 million of EBITDA or something. Some crazy numbers have been reported. Wow. I mean, you know, there's incredible companies out there. And, you know, he, you know, you talk about Zuckerberg and didn't have a college degree. You know, we're talking lack of high school degree. Well, he did and drop out from Harvard him. midway through. It's not like he, he, he was going to, you know, Ramapo College. No disrespect to Ramapo College. Oh, easy. You didn't Ooh, play that's in harsh. I didn't say Monmouth. Jeez. Oh, wow. All right. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry, boy. This is a tough, tough room here today. Um, we're the we're the Rutgers of Central New Jersey. Uh, oh. 
Wow. Speaking of New Jersey, um, our new mayor, or I'm sorry, new governor coming in next year has said that he is 100 percent uh, favoring signing legislation in the first hundred days. Um, so assuming that New Jersey goes adult use in uh, be probably 19 mid 19, um, who are you thinking is next? What is the next big vital state to flip or if this is completely out of your wheelhouse tell me i'm a schmuck no i mean i think the growth so you know as as much as flipping is important i don't necessarily you know i mean i'll say you're a schmuck first of all but just to say you're a <laughs> schmuck but uh you know there's you know, a, i liked you adam that's uh i love it um but you know i think states like florida are interesting you know where you see the growth in patient count and you know, Ohio yesterday announced their uh, their twelve. Uh, most recently, just announced their you know twelve finalists for uh, the the stage one or the section one permits. So I think states like that that have passed it are really important, but that are really starting to see traction um, in either their adult use or even their you know medicinal programs. But really, cannabis blossoming um, mm-hmm. is, uh, is 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 what's the phenomenon, and I think just awesome to see personally. Cool. So let us take a quick break uh, and we'll be right back. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back uh, on The Green Rush. Uh, I'm Lewis Goldberg. I'm with Ann Donahoe, and we are talking um, with Adam Levin, CEO of High Times. Uh, and Ann, I know you have been dying to ask him. What's the one question that the media doesn't ask you that they wish they would ask you? 
You know, I think the, the the question is probably, you know, why is High Times a $250 million, you know, why is it going to be valued for $250 million? And to me, it's a very easy question because I see it because I see the licensing and the acquisition opportunities. I see the amazing valuations that have been seen, um, you know, by a lot of the Canadians LPs. And, you know, people say, why are you why would High Times be a cannabis company? Because look at all of our customers. They're in cannabis. We're cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. We're as much cannabis company. Our customers are cannabis. And the growth is there, especially when you look at all these other advertising platforms and mediums out there, whether it be our live events or our, you know, our uh, digital media or, or even our publishing group. You know, companies can't advertise on any other platform. So whether they're coming in for an experiential you know, uh, commitment to come to one of our cups in our many events or advertising in the, the, the magazine or on the website, um, we are that cannabis voice. Well, you just created the Adam smoking game. So for all of our listeners, go back, start again, and every time Adam says cannabis, take a hit. Love that. <laughs> cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. So I have one last question before we get to Puff Puff Pass, which is the, the industry has this – historic stoner image you know it's the cheech and chongs of the world um and it has started and the seth rogans and the like and it started to to um pivot to a more professional version of what the cannabis industry could be what role do you see high times playing going forward in changing the the global perception of of cannabis from pot wheat and weed to cannabis you know, I think just like many of the larger companies out there, we're looking to institutionalize um, the cannabis game. And I mean that wholeheartedly. It's, it's you know, it's still the game. So you still have the the craziness of, of running a, a company, you know, a business that has been associated with a black market, you know, less than six years ago in many states and many locations and is growing, you know, gangbusters um, as an industry. And, uh, you know, that's the, the unique opportunity. So cool. Okay, it so is we are. Cool. This is the best it, job I could have ever thought of. You, you know, it's fun. if you go back and listen to um, one of the the first episodes. Actually, listen to the very first episode, and you'll hear Ann and I talk about how excited we are about this. I mean, this is this is the coolest job we could possibly have, and we do PR for lots of different companies across lots of different segments. This is the only industry that we wanted to do a podcast about. It's the only time. I mean, like you don't meet people who are not having a good time working in the space. There's nobody that has a window job where they go, oh, shit, I got to go roll a joint. Uh, you know, it just doesn't happen. So with that, we are at Puff Puff Pass, which is the recurring segment um, where we ask guests to tell us two things they love about this industry and the one thing that they hate. So puff away. Uh, do I, if I say I love the podcast, does that, uh, count as one of them? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, I was hoping it doesn't count and I got another two or three, but well, no. It doesn't count. Puff, puff, it doesn't puff count. Yes, it's uh, I'm a big just, puffer, just so. Don't, don't bogart it. I hear you. I'll pass right along. But, um, I don't know. I, I love the intellectual challenges that come with running, you know, a company in this highly regulated industry, but that's growing at, you know, such a fast rate that it, you know that the regulations are changing with it. So I think that's fascinating. Um, I think you meet great people. I've met some of the, you know, listen, I've met great people and I've met schmucks and I, you know, um, but overall just, you know, great fucking people, to be honest. Um, the things I don't like about it, 
again, I think you know you guys t- hit on it right on you know the stereotypes of you know the, of that this is a stoner industry when you have you know many professionals and you know st- institutional capital starting to go into it and you know it's an exciting time and you know I love being in it so I've uh, wanted to be in it since you know, being 20 and, you know, was always the kid. Why didn't you starting a dispensary? And uh, to be at the epicenter is such a privilege to run this company. I can't, I can't even tell you. Okay. We're talking really quick about the, the coolest person you've ever met in the industry. Go. So the coolest, I don't know, but one of the best stories is definitely, uh, I just signed the merger agreement. We were still raising the money, putting the deal together and, uh, take a few meetings and, uh, you know, uh, I get a call. First of all, I, I meet Guy Osteri and go to Guy's office. Guy's this legendary music manager has done these, all these cool business ventures and partners with Ashton and has all these different ventures across media and technology and uh, have a great meeting with him. He's, you know, super impressed by the structure and by all this. And then I meet Snoop's manager and we're hanging and uh, having great conversations. And uh, he's like, hey, maybe later, you know, I'll m- let you meet one of my other partners. And, you know, who, who, I don't know who this other partner is. It could be Snoop Dogg. I know there's only three partners that, you know, actually one of our competitors, Mary Jane, we're having some strategic conversations. And uh, 1030 co- rolls around. He's like, hey, uh, any chance you want to come down? to Inglewood and meet me. So Inglewood, I'm thinking absolutely Snoop Dogg here, but he doesn't mention Snoop Dogg. I'm deathly ill. I like have 102 fever. And I look to my brother. I said, do I go? Do I not go? I said, let's go together. So I take my little brother down there. He's 14 years younger. And uh, didn't say 14 years old. <laughs> uh, no, he was a few. <laughs> thank God he wasn't. But uh, no, all good. And uh, go down there and uh, end up going to Snoop Dogg's lair, which is like the Star Trek bat cave, like literally looks like the USS Enterprise. And, uh, that's like what I think the Star Trek thing is. And, uh, it's, uh, we smoke for four hours straight, just this crazy session. So the magic question that I always ask was like, do I tell Snoop I'm, you know, sick as a dog or do I just go with it? And uh, I went with it and we smoked and smoked and smoked and he gave me some of his favorite strains and this bubblegum strain, which was beautiful and smoked some more and talked and uh, it was an awesome experience. But that that's cool. That's I moved. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. I mean, it, it, truly. And, and it's it, thank you. Um, thank you. Well, and, and, you know, High Times has a huge role in this industry and, and to have a hundred percent. I mean, without high times, without normal, there would be nothing, you know, it would still be people buying bags of swag on the street and everything that has happened in the entire industry is in large part traces back to those, to high times and to normal. And, um, on behalf of of, of my friends, myself, and hopefully our listeners to talk to the CEO of this iconic brand and have a really frank conversation about what's going on is we really appreciate it. Um, we don't take it for granted that you took time out of your day to do this. So thank you very much. Lewis and thanks so much. Look forward to it. So that's it for today. Special thanks to Adam Levin, uh, CEO of High Times. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram at High Times. And we'll have a link to Adam's LinkedIn page in the show notes. Also, special thanks to Nick Opich for helping us produce this podcast. Uh, if you want to chat with us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle at GreenRushComs, as well as hitting us up at the kcsa-cannabis.com website. Or feel free to drop us an email at GreenRush at 
kcsa.com. Thanks, guys. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.